0: Welcome to the Sunday Soother Advice Cast, a podcast that takes your dilemmas and gives you insightful advice about how to get to know yourself better and live life in a more meaningful way. I'm your host, Katherine Andrews, a writer and holistic personal development coach and author of the Sunday Soother Newsletter. Here, I'll take your questions, reframe your narratives, and give you actionable advice that I promise you will actually have you thinking about how to do things in a different way. Hey everybody, it's Catherine here. Happy Sunday and welcome to the Sunday Soother, a podcast, newsletter and community about everything from skincare to self discovery to spirituality. And congratulations on making it through the week, the month, the year and half this decade, (laughs) almost. So I know it's been a lot. I just want to acknowledge that, that this has been a very chaotic few weeks um, for any number of reasons. I can speak personally when I say, you know, it was really hard to see all of the women in the presidential election um, not get elected. not become the nominee for the Democratic presidential candidacy. Even though I kind of had expected that outcome, I hadn't really let myself dare dream. Um, It was still very disappointing to know that this is a battle we're going to be fighting for a very long time, the acceptance of a woman as a leader in this country that the majority of people, both men and women, uh, consider voting for. Um, it It is incredibly discouraging to continue again and again and again to acknowledge the amount of um, of misogyny and sexism that we still have completely baked into to many of uh parts of this country to many people out there and so if that was hard for you i feel you and um if the coronavirus um and the possibility of pandemic and all associated with that is anxiety provoking for you i feel that too I don't know how it couldn't be anxiety provoking, frankly. It's an abstract concept that we don't know a lot about and we have really no control over to a certain degree. And that's one of the scariest things out there, right? Like this sort of large thing that kind of feels like it's looming coming towards you and there's not really you know anything on a big scale that you can do to stop it. Um, of course, our individual actions matter greatly, staying home where we can, washing our hands. I mean, I need to buy stock and hand cream, frankly, um, washing our hands as much as we can in the proper way, proper hygiene, um, staying away from crowded situations. So I hope that you are all doing that and you guys are taking good care of yourself out there. And so with these things in mind, and, you know, I talk a lot about this, especially in the last four years since the presidential election in 2016, um, I really talk a lot about I've realized the act of still still doing self-discovery and doing self-care, especially because things are so bad out there. And I think we can use the excuse of things being so chaotic and anxiety-producing, uh, anxiety provoking excuse me and hard and scary and that our intention needs to be focused outwards as an excuse to step away from self-discovery and self-care but to me it's actually incredibly important that we dive down deeper than ever into who we are and understand ourselves better now than ever um, because that is sort of an obligation I feel like that we have to the world in these murky times and I want to explain that a little bit and how we all might be able to do that together. So, yeah, I wanna focus on basically self knowledge and self care in an age of chaos. <laughs> if I was doing a TED talk, that would be the TED talk here. Um, so, I wanna like flash back to where I was a few years ago before I started my personal development journey and really became my own, um, my own like best buddy and my own self awareness and in taking care of myself. I was completely at the mercy of um, a few things. I was at the mercy of external situations. I was at the mercy of other people's emotions and needs. And I was at the mercy of my own emotions. You know, I would wake up and I was like, not clear how it was going to feel that day or something external would send me off into a tailspin. And, you know, it is kind of hard and scary not being aware of your interior world and not being aware of... The things that can provoke you, or drain you, or the things that can nourish you, the things that can make you happy, and not know how to be more in control and more mindful of of your moods, and um, sticking to things that will keep you kind of tilted on on the better side of things. You know, that's very loss of control feeling, right? Which, and as we we're talking about today, the loss of control is very anxiety producing. Well if that's your inner world because you have no awareness of your inner world and what's really going on for you imagine how extra like spirally that can be you could wake up one day and and feel horrible and not really know why or you know somebody could say something to you that could send you in a tailspin for the rest of your afternoon um not having that inner knowledge of yourself it's like sailing a, a ship and you don't have a map and and we don't want to do that and so um, that's why I think self-discovery and self-knowledge is so important, and the reason I think it's important more now than ever. It's probably going to be a little bit hard for me to articulate, but I think it's almost an obligation we have to the world and to other people. Is to we are the own best, um, we're our own best. What's the word I'm looking for? The people we're the we are the people who know ourselves the best, and we have an obligation to share that with the world, in so that they can we can all help each other be the best people that we can be. Nobody else can know me like I know me, right? And so I have to do that hard work myself of self-discovery and self-knowledge and self-reflection so I can then bring my full self to the world, so that I can then nourish myself properly, so that I can then stay away from situations that trigger or drain me, so that I can then show up and serve the world and help other people who are going to need it, right? And so to me, this is where the link between self-knowledge and self-discovery self-care and almost like activism showing up for people, taking care of others is all completely, totally linked for me. And it is so important that we do this now more than ever in this age of, of chaos and anxiety and of upheaval and of the patriarchy and of all of the sexism coming to light. I think an internal To a degree, an internal look inwards is critical so that we then have the strength and self-knowledge to best go out into the world and fight these things. So I want to make a couple of distinctions there. I don't, you know, I think there is some scholarly, I don't know, some academic or scholarly or like general thought culture that um, the upheaval of like the 60s and 70s Led culture towards an internal world that then allowed them to spiritually bypass the things that needed to change in the world, and that there was then like people looked down on self-reflection, self-knowledge, and inner journeys because they saw it as a way of of escapism, right? Like the interior journey was. A selfish thing. It was something that allowed people to kind of put their heads in the sand about what else was going on in the world and not show up and serve others and make the radical change that was needed at the time. And I don't know whether or not that was true. I was only born in 1980, so I can only speak for now in my own experience. Um, but I don't, I don't want to go there if that was really the case. I want us to make sure that we have an inner journey that is meaningful, but it's not something that we're using to stick our heads in the sand or to ignore what's going on in our world. I see self-care as uh, inextricably linked to showing up in the world for the things that we care about. And the only way we're going to know our self-care is through our own self-discovery and self-reflection. So this is, you know, for, for me personally, when I discovered mindfulness, self-discovery and what really nourished me and what was really critical to me and my values, everything changed for me. I became aware of my needs, my wants, and that allowed me to be in situations where I could step up and also stay away from situations that I might need to stay away from for myself or that would drain my energy so I couldn't show up in other ways that where I was really powerful. So I want to encourage everybody out there to be considering their self-knowledge and self-discovery and how it's linked to them in your uh, your self-care. You know, when you have self-knowledge, this can help you do things like it can help you know how to ask for help and when you need to ask for help. It can help you understand activities that nourish you. It can help you understand situations that drain you. Um, And it's also important to have the self-knowledge about what true self-nourishment and care looks like So that we don't tip over into the numbing out kind of self-care that can be so common that will, that will be the true disconnect and not showing up in the world to help change the stuff that needs to be changed. That's what we got to watch out for, right? Like the self-numbing, you know, when we equate self-care as canceling all of our plans and binge watching Netflix for 12 hours or... um. You know zoning out with too much alcohol or too much food because we deserve to feel good right like that's the numbing out kind of self-care and i want like the thoughtful mindful beautiful dedicated to ourselves versions of self-care and self-nourishment that is driven by a deep inner knowing of who we are what matters to us what we stand for what we need and how to get that from others and how to get that from ourselves So, you know, I often use trees and animals as metaphors for the ways we can best take care of ourselves and, you know, this is where the self nourishment aspect comes in. I want you to really think about how can you be watering and nourishing your roots, your environment, What kind of tree are you? You're going to need different kinds of soil, different amounts of water, different kinds of sunlight, different kind of environment, because you're a unique person. And so your self-discovery and your self-care is gonna look completely different. And that's why it's so important to critically know yourself so that you can then figure those things out. So, you know, this is a little rambling because Frankly, I'm pretty frustrated by everything that's going on in the world today and I just needed some space to rant about it. Um, But hopefully I've made a little bit of the connection to helping you understand why self-discovery is critical to true self-care and why then that true self-care can help you show up in the world to make the change that needs to happen to help you stay grounded when turbulent times and anxiety comes, right? So it's all totally linked. Self-knowledge equals better self-care equals better showing up in the world for the times that are hard and the times when we really need to help, okay? So you may be like, okay, I I buy that, but I don't really know how to get there. Um, So I wanted to recommend – I'm actually developing – a course on this. It's gonna be um it's gonna be a course about conscious and intentional self-discovery and living. So stay tuned for that. I don't know exactly when that's gonna come out, but I'm hoping in the summer or fall. Um, if we're still around. Ha <laughs> ha, just kidding. Little anxiety joke of my own there. <laughs> but you can sign up for my newsletter, which I'll put in the show notes that will announce that course. Um, but if you're if you're invested in taking some time for self-discovery so you can better nourish yourself to better show up in the world, here are a few steps I'm going to recommend, okay? The first one is clear space. So we tune out ourselves a lot these days. There's a million podcasts, TV shows, um, information coming our way. And, you know, a lot of it's interesting and good. And it's like, I love a podcast. I'm doing a podcast. I love a book. You know, I read a lot of books. Um, But if we don't have the space, to really listen to what comes up when that external media is not sort of pumping us down and like you know obscuring the sounds of our inner voice, then we're not we're going to be disconnected from ourselves. We're not going to be able to listen to ourselves and know what's coming up. So the first step into really good self knowledge is clearing space. So this could look anything like going a couple of days without podcasts or music, um, or TV shows or a book. Um, it can look like meditation. It can look like morning pages journaling for 10 to 20 minutes in the morning. Um, It can look like decluttering the room in which you spend the most time in, right? So I encourage you to spend a few days considering what clearing space looks like for you, right? Consider the space like information space, physical space, and emotional space. What would it look like to clear those? And then after that, um, step two is just notice because when you clear space, stuff is gonna come up. So really just pay attention to the thing you kept noticing. A lot of things might come up, but probably one or two things are gonna come up more prominently for you when you don't have all of that other clutter and noise. What are those things, right? Listen to them, see what they have to say. So clearing space and noticing are the first steps. Um, The second one I would recommend is actively pursue self-knowledge. And this is understanding your values and personality. So this is where like assessment tests, though they don't make the measure of a person, can be kind of useful in helping you get a grip on who you are. You don't want to over-rely on them. I'm not like a big, I love the Enneagram, but I'm not a huge proponent of like completely over-identifying with being a type 3 or whatever you might be. But wouldn't kill you if you'd never taken an assessment test or a personality test before. Check one out, you know. We've got everything from strengths finders to... Myers-Briggs, to Enneagram, to human design, to so so many different things. And, And explore that. See what lands for you. What rings true about you that might be revealed in there? And then, yes, of course, spend some time thinking on your values in addition to any personality assessment tests you do. In the Wednesday Wisdom a few weeks ago, I wrote about how to find your core values. And there are tons of great tests out there that you can find. Um, because our values are what we're willing to fight for in this world, right? So we need to know those because then we know we're so passionate about those values, we can really show up fully to those situations. So step one, clear space. Notice what comes up. Step two, actively pursue self-knowledge and your values. Um, Step three, I think this is along the lines of step two a little bit, but I recommend actively pursuing self-observation and even some blind spots, right? Right? So actively pursuing self-observation can be really interesting. Um it it's something this might look like doing a time tracking sheet, tracking all of the food that you've eaten in a day, tracking um everything you spend money on, right? These are sort of like these unconscious automatic habits, but I can tell you wherever we spend our time and wherever we spend our money, is where we're spending our lives. And you need to pay a little bit closer attention to those things. So any sort of log in terms of this this sort of self-observation can be really interesting to understand where you're unconsciously spending your time so that you can then make a different choice um, to pursue it more consciously going forward, if that makes sense. And Some of this tracking and some of the self-knowledge from the previous step will help you also understand your blind spots. Um, We all have them, this is not a bad thing, right? Um, But we wanna become as aware of our blind spots as we possibly can in order to um, understand ourselves better in situations when those are gonna be triggered for us. So blind spots can look something like uh, keeping an emotional trigger journal because whatever annoys the heck out of you um, might be something that you need to deal with and that could be a blind spot. It can be looking at the shadow sides of some of your personality tests. Like if you take the Enneagram, it'll talk about like a healthy version of like a three, which I am, or an unhealthy version of a three and some of the shadow or like more negative aspects that can come along with that side of the personality. So look at those blind spots and track some time. Then you're gonna really have some really good self observation there. So clear space, actively pursue self-knowledge and values, actively pursue self-observation and blind spots, and then reflect, right? At this point, you know, if you've been doing this for a few days, you're going to have some pretty good knowledge about yourself that you might not have spent time on beforehand. And what you know about yourself at that point, take it and be like, this is the person I am. There may be a gulf between the person I am and the person I want to be. And what's the kind of self-care and activities that can get me there so that I can nourish myself, so I can make my roots strong, so I can show up in this world to help others, to affect change, and to create not only the version of myself that I want to be, but to create the version of the world that I want it to be as as well, the version of the world that we all need, a more inclusive, conscious, intentional, purposeful, kind, meaningful everything, compassionate world, right? We need you doing that, okay? This is why I coach, because I think the, um, the macro is the micro, the micro is the macro, like as above, so below, whatever you want to say. If you're not living your life consciously and intentionally and with care and compassion for who you are, then we cannot live in a world that is conscious and intentional, and has compassion for its inhabitants. Either this is why the inner work is so important, because it's gonna bring us to that outer work of a world that is critical, a world that that accepts each other, that is purposeful, that helps vulnerable people, that takes care of the environment, that shows up to get to rid ourselves of capitalism, of patriarchy, of sexism. Like for me, like self care. I mean, I am not the first person at all to talk about this. Um, there are like so many amazing speakers out there. I think it's Adrian Brown who talks about like pleasure activism. But for, for me, it is so crucial that the self-care absolutely, absolutely is reflected. Um, it, it, it is like the core step towards creating a better world. True self-care, true self-knowledge, right? is the process through which we, if we show up for ourselves, then we can show up for the world. It is hard to show up for the world if we're not even showing up for ourselves. So got a little soap boxy here, but this is something I am incredibly passionate about. This is why I coach. I think people need to be living intentional lives because when they are living intentional lives, we are creating an intentional world of alignment, of joy, of compassion, Of purpose. So my challenge to you this week is how well do you know yourself? What do you know about yourself? Have you taken the time to investigate your inner world? If not, take some time, you know, because you can connect the investigation of your inner world to how you can then affect change in the world. It is not a selfish pursuit. It is a necessary pursuit to show up and do the work that is important for all of us. So don't cut yourself short on that effort. We need you doing that inner our work so that we can all get together out here and change this world. Hope that was inspiring. Got you going. Get you doing some self-reflection. And I hope you're all taking care of yourself, you know, getting sleep, eating right. Just turn off the double Twitter, turn off the double cable news, be with your friends and... Just really ground yourself into this moment, into the presence of the earth and be with yourself too, as well as all the people you love. I'll talk to you next week.